Welcome back to Let's Get Mary, the wedding and event podcast from brides who've been through it all and the founder of Mary, a day of coordination company. Hello, Sam. Mia. Hi. How's it going? It is going. How are you? Well, you know, how are you? How are your legs? <laughs> how, how have you been? Give the people an update. What have you been up to? I am good. I decided it would be a fantastic idea to run two marathons in 28 days. That's insane. Um, but I have to tell you, I had, I'm going to sound like a crazy person, the best time. I did Boston um, in October, and then I just wrapped up New York. And it was something for me, like in my bucket list, right? I told myself I wanted to do New York before I turned 30. Mm. With COVID, I didn't think that that was going to happen, right? Because there's all these, like, you have to get like guaranteed entry and do all this stuff. So I signed up for Boston because like, you know, why not? And right. then I actually was able to get into New York. And it was one of those things where it's like, how many times are you going to receive an email that says, hey, do you want to run the New York City Marathon? So I jumped on it. And um, yeah, it was so insane to experience it. It was the 50th. um, And to experience it after COVID, Mm -hmm. it just gave you such a sense of community and like strangers that you didn't even know in the city were just cheering you on and like high-fiving you. And it was just such an experience from from the day but also like for me I I make fun of this but like I'm the least athletic one out of my friends like I didn't (laughs) like yeah I played sports in high school but when you think about college like you know I didn't do any sports or anything like that and then Joel's done hockey and all of our friends you know um it was something that you know, you put in the work and you, it's like, it's a you sport, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's very much on you. And it is, uh, I'm I'm proud of myself. Like I've never necessarily done something like that before. Mm -hmm. And I started running a few years ago and really kind of took it from there. So that's amazing. At any point where you like, I'm so nervous. I don't want to do this like ahead of time. So I definitely, after Boston, right? I was okay, but your body, I mean, it takes, it, it, they say it takes like a month for your body to fully recover. Wow. And I was reading things. I mean, it sounds horrible. There's like temporary kidney damage. Like there's things oh that just God. like happen to your body because you're, you're putting your body in such shock mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh my God, now I'm going to do this. Like you're not necessarily supposed to do back-to-back marathons. Like it's mm-hmm. not like a a faux pas or anything, but it's like mm-hmm. not necessarily recommended. Hmm. Um, my body though, like, cause I didn't stop training. Like I kind of Boston happened 26 miles that Saturday. Actually we were recording the following oh, yeah. Saturday we were recording and I had to, I ran a half, a half marathon just to keep like my pace up and everything. Okay. And so my feet, like the day of the marathon, we're hurting before we even started. Oh, no. So I was like, oh my goodness, this is, you know, but it was fine. You know, you just kind of go through it and, right. you know, between like friends like you texting me along the, like, so my AirPods read everything. I love that. And what Mia did, it was amazing. She was tracking me 
And she would send me like anytime I entered in a new borough, you would send me like uptown girl living in an uptown world. And it was just so amazing to like just get these little tokens of like from people that you care about, like between mm -hmm. you and then all of our friends, like my friends and family that were there along the route that you didn't know when you were going to see them per se. Mm -hmm. And it was just a burst of energy that it was amazing. And I, like I said, never done sports. So I've never experienced people coming around for like something that you're doing. Uh -huh. Like I've done dance, like, you know, dance right. and things like that. But to do something like that, I don't know. It was, it was really. It's a major athletic thing to do. This is like the pinnacle. Of yeah. And an it's athlete. also like, I'm, I'm really, I'm pretty proud that I can now say I've done more marathons than Joel. Yeah. It's like a nice thing to have in my back pocket. <laughs> I love it. So. We drove by one of the bridges that you must have ran on. Like that must have been just a crazy experience. It's like, it kind of makes me go into the city a little differently now. It's like, I've in fact ran this city it's and crazy. It's, it really is. It's, it's an awesome way to experience the city. Even like, I think what I would say is like, if people are interested in doing it, there's no... Like you're your only limitation, mm -hmm. you know, unless you have like a hip, like, you right. know, things like that. that <laughs> are, or your hip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like that. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, ever, I'm so proud of you. Thank it was you. It, I, like, I, I told you at one point, like I was saying, I'm a couch tracking you. Like I started to cry at the thought of you doing this and I just got emotional and it's just really amazing. It's kind of unfathomable for those of us who haven't ran a marathon. Like I like to run, but by no means 26 miles at a time. Um, so really, really cool. And you should totally feel proud of yourself. Thank you. I definitely am. It's a, it's something that I will certainly remember forever. And I've already started to look to signing up for more. Oh so. my God. <laughs> Sit in your couch for a minute. <laughs> well, before we get into it, Sam, what are we drinking? So today, to kind of go with today's theme that we'll go into, I wanted to make a party punch. So we are drinking a pomegranate party punch. And this is going to be, so the way that you should think of, this is like a large format drink, right? The way that you think of large format drinks is it's two parts alcohol to three parts non-alcohol. Okay. Um, so the ratios, depending on, you know, your bowl, your decanter, whatever it is, will be a little bit different. But this includes champagne, pomegranate juice, simple syrup, sliced oranges, pomegranate seeds, and mint. So it's a little, it's got a little bit of a holiday theme to it with the pomegranate juice, um, but it is so good. I like that. Yeah. That sounds perfect for a party. Several exactly. different times of year. I feel like you could dress it up for different exactly. seasons. Exactly. How fun. So, all right. Well, episode seven. Seven. So Sam has many talents, some of which we just spoke about earlier in this episode, but the one that stands out to me the most strongly is absolutely her ability to host a fabulous party. From her wedding to winter holiday gatherings to her most recent housewarming party, truly no one does it like Sam. Today, I wanted us all to learn from her. So this is all about Sam's guide to hosting parties. So let's get into it. Let's do it. All right, let's start with what is the first thing you do when starting to plan a party? So I think the first thing I do is one, think of what kind of party it's going to be, what kind of party I'm envisioning, and then think about who I want to, like who I want to plan this party for, right? Is it just going to be our college friends? Is it family? Is it a mix of both? Like, 
and thinking about it that way. Mm -hmm. That's really smart. I like that. Yeah. So what are the most important elements to you of a good party? Um, there's definitely a few, right? I think food and drinks, huge. Um, music can make your party or break a party, I think. Um, I've found out that not everybody loves Backstreet Boys as much <laughs> as I do. So I've opted to remove that from my playlists as much as that hurts me. Um, and then decor, you know, if it's a holiday, if it's a themed party, um, and activities. I know activities sounds like, oh, like, but just making sure that there's something to do if it's mm -hmm. if it's a smaller gathering. Will people be entertained enough if it's a larger gathering? So thinking of all of those factors to help mm -hmm. kind of culminate this experience for everybody. Mm -hmm. I also like to think of it of as an experience for everybody. Yeah. As opposed to like, okay, I'm just gonna host something. Like you want people to come and I say this all the time with our wedding, but you want them like my biggest thing is that I want to have everybody to have a good time. Mm -hmm. And so again, creating an experience that everybody will do that. Mm -hmm. That's great. In terms of activity too, that makes me think of how at your housewarming this past summer, you and Joel did at a certain point, take the time to like stand and say a little thank you speech. Right. And then the night continued. Exactly. And I have to say there is so something to the hosts taking a moment to say something because then otherwise I always get this feeling at parties that are just like hours long events with no structure or anything. It's like, okay, are we going to be corralled for a moment or, right. oh, okay, we're two hours in. And right. it just feels like you need that boundary. Yeah. To even, even if it's an hour and a half, in, you know, if people are late or whatever, even if it's two hours, like having that moment of the host kind of acknowledging what this is, right. is really nice. And I think too, it's, it's kind of also what kind of party is it, right? Mm -hmm. Is it just, you know, are you just doing something where it's a, like a random house party? Okay, then maybe you don't necessarily need like right. that thank you speech. But if it's something like a holiday party where you're so excited to see all your friends or a housewarming party mm -hmm. or an engagement party, I think it's always worth me taking a minute to thank everybody. We joke around because when Joel, as we've said numerous times, Joel's not from here. <laughs> so English is not his first language. So when my family first met Joel, he didn't very, he didn't talk very much. I think he was just like reserved and, you know, a little shy, mm -hmm. um, which now say like, it just is funny saying that. <laughs> um, but my mom jokes around because Joel will make a speech every single time. Like oh. we can be sitting at dinner and Joel will be like, I have something to say. <laughs> and so it's funny, but yeah, I think a good, a good thank you for to everybody for coming to your gathering is always a nice touch. Right. Even a simple cheers. Exactly. Love it. Okay. What makes a good party? Okay. So in my opinion, what makes a good party is a mix of invites, right? I think a lot of times people think, oh, well, I'm having my friends, so I don't think I can have my family. And that's not necessarily the case. I think you need to think about the dynamics. Maybe your family comes a little bit earlier and your friends come a little bit later. So there's an overlap. Um, and then believe it or not, you would be so surprised in the interactions that happen among family and friends. Right. You know, people, oh, I, I spoke to so-and-so. I can't believe they do X, Y, Z. And and making those connections among people that you care about from, mm -hmm. you know, all realms of your, your world, um, I think is huge. Also, a variety of food and drinks, I think is important. Whether it's just 
beer and wine, right? Some people don't like red. Some people don't like white. Some people don't like beer. Just having selections. Mm -hmm. Um, And same thing with food, right? I don't eat meat, but I know everybody around me eats meat. So Mm -hmm. having things that appeal to everybody rather than just what you like. Um, And then I always say that more is better. I hate the idea of running and and Joel hates me saying this because every time we do something, I'm over the top and eccentric, (laughs) but I don't like the idea of running out of something. So even if you're going to keep it simple, right? I, if you're just doing pizza, maybe order another pie because chances are it's going to go. And if it's not, then you have leftover pizza, you know, it's, I don't know. It's true. And then I always like to do, depending on the event, something that's going to be surprising for the guests. Mm -hmm. Um, we did fireworks at our wedding as a surprise. We, for our housewarming party, had a Ben and Jerry's truck come as like a thank you for everybody. Um, little tokens of something that's like shows our gratitude for everybody, but is like exciting at the moment. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. In terms of your, um, your what you spoke about with family and friends interacting, like I love chatting with your your parents and your parents' yeah. friends and everything. And I, it's, it's so true. And I was just listening to something about intergenerational friendships and you don't get them as much, but it's, it's so nice, especially when you've been involved with people's weddings, right. Planning or guest wise, like you get to know people's parents and you don't get to see them very often. Exactly. So it's nice to have that overlap. And I think you always do a really nice job of, okay, friends, you're invited at this time. Feel free to come a little bit early, right. but like, that's kind of the family time exactly. too. So I and always love that. The way, like, I think, especially for Joel and I, like all of our friends, we consider them family. Like I think all of our friends know my parents, know everybody. So that's why like, yeah, like take for instance, our housewarming, right? We had, like I said, our family and friend, our family come a little bit earlier where we could sit with them a little bit, talk with them a little bit, but then we knew our, our friends were definitely going to hang out longer than our family. Mm-hmm. So again, we had them kind of come so they could overlap and then, you know, family left and friends stayed. And that's when we started like, you know, getting a little bit more rowdy or whatever the, the case may be, because, you know, but um, I always liked mixing. Yeah. I love it. All right. What is a surefire way to not have a fun party? So I think this is a great question. I think, and this is something that I still need to work on. um, And I think anybody who knows me listening to this will laugh, but I think realizing that certain things are out of your control and not stressing when you don't need to stress. Mm -hmm. I am notorious and so meticulous with every single detail that I stress myself out so much prepping for the party mm. and and that's on me and I totally know that is but you also want to be able to enjoy your party right right so you don't want to put so much pressure on everything that you can't enjoy yourself because at the end of the day then why have a party right like yeah there it's a little stressful for hosts mm-hmm. no matter what right but reminding yourself that there's certain certain things out of your control like guests not being on time um, maybe something spilled on your couch, you know, things like that. Right. Um, you just got to roll with it. Mm-hmm. I remember one very small holiday party years ago that I hosted. I, I just, I totally understand like the sense of control. Like everyone came in and they like dropped their coats and bags, like right in the middle of the living room in like a weird spot. And I remember going like, that's, 
that's not how I set up the room. Right. And just like even that back then, like it threw me into a yes. tizzy. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, you have a plan. You're gonna put the coats in in a in a closet or right. on the bed or like something, like having a spot for that. But exactly. trying to give up a sense of control because if you are controlling people are gonna sense that and then that's not a fun party to right. have. Exactly, right? exactly. Okay, so what is your food philosophy at parties? So I think this is an, another great question. I, it depends on the size, right? I love hosting a dinner party. I think that that's probably like, I love having like coarse meals and everything like that. But if you have 20 people, you're not serving full meals, right? Um, if it's a summer thing, throw some stuff on, you know, I think it depends on what you're trying to do. Hmm. Um, and the event that you're trying to host. I think pick food is the way to go just because it's easier. Um, I love a good charcuterie board putting it together. And like, I think everybody can just kind of pick through and I mean, having those just kinds of snacks and things like that, it's people will graze. Um, but also if you're doing a summer barbecue, like I said, throw things on a grill. If you're having a holiday party, maybe you want to get trays catered, right? I think Again, just thinking through the group that you're doing, what you're what you're throwing, um, and kind of going from there. There's no, I don't think there's any right reason. Right. It is always right good answer. It is always good to have food, especially if people are going to be drinking. I I've never not had food. Yeah. Even if I'm like, hey, we're gonna. I know we're gonna go out later, mm-hmm. but like, let's just meet here for pre-drinks. I will right. always have food because, yeah. like you said, you know, if you're drinking, you know. You need something. Yeah. And it's also the Italian side of me where it's just it's like, true. eat. It's true. Yeah. And for the listeners at home, um, every time I come over, Sam has snacks for for me when we podcast together. So she's she takes even her hosting down to the smallest of events. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you got to. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. All right. Okay. So tell us about your most recent party. Uh, my housewarming party. Yes. Okay. So... Jill and I, as we spoke about, got, we've just purchased something. We were so excited. And I think we both just wanted to like break in our house and experience it with everybody in the best way possible. So the way that I saw this and Jill did not see it this way, but it was like, I'm going to spare no expense because it's our first house. It's our housewarming. And like, we want good vibes in our home with all of our friends. So I, um, the way when I first start planning a party, Again, you think of what you're going to do, but I, and this, you know, to a fault, because I have high function anxiety, (laughs) will think of every single detail and run through the entire day Mm -hmm. in my head over and over again until the event happens. It's the timeline coordinator. It is 100%. But I think, and as I'm doing that, new things pop into my head of, oh, I need this. Mm -hmm. Oh, I need that. Wouldn't it be cool if we did this? And I make a running list of it high function anxiety, but it does work for me. (laughs) Right. Um, So what we did is um, we had our family come a little bit earlier. Our friends joined. And when our friends joined is when we started kind of bringing out all of the food. We had um, like pick food galore. Like we did pizza and lobster rolls. Those were so good. Um, There's this great place, Maine Lobster Now. feel like they should sponsor me at this point (laughs) anytime we do something upstate with friends anytime we order lobster they literally send fresh lobsters from me into your door um so we did that and what I did too I feel like everybody knows that I love cocktails so I curated all of my favorite cocktails with 
a specific liquor, right? So if you liked vodka, you're going to have the sangria. If you like tequila, you're going to have my spicy margarita, mm -hmm. things like that um, in these large format drinks. So everybody could kind of pick and taste. And I would put like tasting notes. I did the uh, Blood Orange Boulevardier, oh, yeah. which we loved. Um, but again, that's a, it's a sipper. So I made sure like <laughs> things were, were kind of known like that. Um, and again, I, I just ran through the details. I thought about how I wanted it to look. I remember texting you for like even napkins, like, hey, where do you get your neck? Because Mia is the queen of the cutest <laughs> party napkins. She has like the cutest napkins all the time. So, um, you know, just all the details. We mm -hmm. did um, espresso martinis. I did in little mason jars. And I pre-batched them. And basically what you needed to do was just shake them right before you had them. They were on ice. Um, and so you would get that foam there. And it was essentially right there as you were having them. But they were already pre-batched. I love an espresso martini. So it was just like everything that we enjoy doing, we wanted to kind of create. Mm -hmm. I love that. And then you can't forget your cookies. I was just going to say. So, okay, we had the Ben & Jerry's truck as a surprise for everybody. And then we did cookies. This girl that I used to bartend with, her, she created, it's called Down the Batch. Um, look her up on Instagram. Her name is Liz. She is fantastic. She makes these cookies. She did, she makes them to you, right? So like if you were having an event, she'll make five different variations of, of whatever you're looking for with a certain color scheme. Um, I believe it's like dollars a cookie or something like that um but she did brody's face it was so cute it was so cute because there's a picture with him with a little bow tie and um <laughs> yeah and then a bunch of other cookies that we like that were specific to us like it had like a house with like our initials on it and things like that oh and but the welcome mail exactly was adorable yeah and they also tasted really good i feel I like know. sometimes you see those cute cookies on instagram yeah. and you're like how do these taste but they were really good yeah yeah they were delicious so I loved your drink dispensers, like arriving and seeing all of those on the counter. Yes. Like there's also wine, there's also beer, but like here's where you can choose from. It felt like a, um, just like, it felt like a fun bar. Yeah. Like, and that's exactly in. what I wanted was like, here's the bar, but for you guys. Love it. Okay. Where do you think your hosting skills came from? I, Are they genetic? I don't. Okay. So. I think that me as a person, like a lot of the, obviously my attributes come from my parents, right? Like my parents are very particular. They like things in a certain order. Like I, I don't really particularly remember them throwing any kind of parties per se, but I remember when I used to live with my dad and Bernard, they would have the most fabulous dinners on a Tuesday mm. and you would just sit down. It was a three course, four course dinner with wine pairings on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday. Oh. Love and it. that was just like, they would always just be like, oh yes, dinner at Harlem, where they are, right? And I just loved that idea of doing that for mm -hmm. everybody. And yeah. so I kind of just took that and made it bigger, mm -hmm. you know? That's true. And like your mom's experience in restaurants and like yeah. her warmth and all of that. Exactly. And like your dad's knack for like just things being so beautifully put together, exactly. I feel like. So exactly. I, that makes sense to me. But then also just like you it is just your personality to be like this and just to be warm and inviting and want to bring people together that's that's my thought on yeah it. no absolutely <laughs> I, I agree okay did you learn particular things from your wedding planning that you take into all parties going forward 
I think it's definitely what I was saying is like some things are just out of your control, right? And that you can't stress about them. Mm-hmm. But then I also think we take like, again, when we were planning our wedding, our biggest thing is if everybody's having a good time, I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. And I've taken that and tried to make that even bigger. Like every time, like if I'm seeing all of our friends in one place, have an awesome time, that's all I ever wanted. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think that there's like one thing in particular that I can take from wedding planning that would be like, this is the tip, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, you know, I think planning a wedding is a huge, it's a beast into itself. Mm-hmm. And I just love doing it. So I think that's kind of why I keep doing it to certain extents, you know? After your engagement party, didn't you say that that's when you wanted to look into a coordinator because you felt like you oh. couldn't let go? Was that the moment? Yeah. So okay. I, uh, we did our, I took on the entire engagement party and um, as most people do, right. but it just to me, I, it was so much on me to, you know, I thought of everything, mm-hmm. but then to execute it and then to clean it all like it. I remember I couldn't even go out with our friends after the engagement party because oh. I was the one like cleaning up everything. And right. because again, I wanted it to be a certain way, but then it also, it just became, it became a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not surprised we ended up finding each yeah. other <laughs> <laughs> because it also, I always say this, like, even like we, we had a connection, like we knew each mm-hmm. other before, but I just always like Mary exists to be that person. If you had like a friend who you trusted inside right. and out, you could just transfer everything from your brain into the other person's brain exactly. to help run the show for you. Um, so I think we look at hosting, we look at the importance of the day going smoothly and the logistics going smoothly very, very similarly. Right. So, you know, if it, you couldn't clone yourself to run your wedding, like, I, I feel exactly. like I was able to hopefully do exactly. that so you could just enjoy. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. Do you have any pet peeves while hosting? Pet peeves. I think um, my pet peeve would be, I would just say to, like, guest is, like, just remember that, like, your host also is trying, like, wants to enjoy the part, like, wants to enjoy everything that they put together. So, like, mm-hmm. I will, uh, like, 100% do everything and anything, but it's also, like, I want to be able to enjoy what I put together, too, and I feel like sometimes there's potentially a disconnect of, oh, I'm hosting, so I can't enjoy it or can't do anything like that. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that's a pet peeve, per se, but it's just kind of what I would say for like everybody that goes, like mm-hmm. I'm all, I'm always the person when I go over to somebody's place that I will do the dishes for you. And <laughs> the amount of times I've turned around if you're yeah. a party and it's you at the same. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No. And I just, it's, if you can lend an extra hand, even if you're just cleaning, cleaning up a cup or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it makes such a difference for the host at the end of the day. It's true. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? What? When my my parents met in college and my mom had a dinner party and my dad came over and at the end of the night, he took the trash out. Aww. So you might find your yeah, spouse. You never know. Just small acts <laughs> Take the of trash kindness. Out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I have to say, I also asked this because I have a, a new hosting pet peeve. Okay. What is it? I think it is so inappropriate when guests arrive 
And I know you might have to put your coat somewhere. You might get caught up seeing someone you haven't seen yet, but you should focus on finding the hosts. Okay. Yes. Sure. And like, okay, someone might like, say it was like a coworker. They come, they don't know Joel, but they know you. Right. You should still go and find the husband of the person, you know, or something like that. Like that should be your mission when you come in. Right. I I don't like when it's like, oh, oh, hey, like, no, no, no. you should find your way over to that person who's home you're at. And I think as a host too, right, it can be overwhelming. But if you see people coming in, like, it's like, I even remember for our housewarming, like my mom was like, okay, so-and-so is here. And it's like, you get flustered because you're like, okay, I'm doing this, but like, let me drop everything because they came to your your party for a reason. So like, I think it's both aspects, right? Mm -hmm. But that's, that's a good one. Yeah. As a guest, you can kind of help the host. Like you go up to them. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me of a wedding, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of like, yes, it's nice for the couple to like walk around to tables, but you know, you should also make sure you go up and say something, right? you know? Right. Um, So there you go. So what's going on with Mary? Okay, so I thought we would recap our early November wedding. It was at Water's Edge in Westbrook, Connecticut, right on the water, a beautiful venue. And what's fun about this one is that the couple hired us only three weeks out from their wedding. So there's been a lot of turnover at Water's Edge. Um, Their new event coordinators are awesome and we'll be working with them next year. So we're really excited about that. Um, And, you know, it it was a really interesting process because some of our couples were involved with like you guys for like a year and a half. And right. even though we don't full on plan, so we're not talking every week or anything like that, they're still in the back of our mind. We might message on Instagram about ideas. They might right. have questions that pop up. So it was fun to like have this like, like fast, like connection with this couple and, you know, like fit in all of our phone calls and get all the details that they've been planning. And this was a postponement. So it felt extra special sure. to be involved in this wedding that would have happened last year that I would have had no connection to right, at all. Right. So it was neat. They had a church in Old Saybrook that the ceremony was at, and they had um, like snacks and drinks after, after the ceremony at the church too. And um, there, there, the, People that worked at the church were just so lovely to work with. And um, the groomsmen who I spent a lot of time with, like making sure that um, they were all good to go the morning of the wedding were just like so fun and lovely people. And it's a nice to drive around there. And we are doing a couple of other weddings in the area of the old Saybrook area in 2022. So it was kind of fun to scope that out. Sure. Um, And Water's Edge is really neat. Have you ever been there? I don't think so. No, it's really cool. It's right on the water. And that staff at that whole hotel is just so lovely. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was just a fun day that, like I said, that we wouldn't have been involved with and we kind of came in last minute, but it was fun. And I think it really just speaks to what even happened to Tony and I, that the main venue coordinator at our reception, um, was, you know, laid off, um, a couple months after we, we booked it um, into uh, first couple months into COVID, and you know the the director who ended up taking over was awesome at our reception. But it just shows that if you hire someone third party and someone ancillary, you are going to consistently have someone in your corner, no matter who's laid off, no matter right. who leaves their job, because we know that a lot of people are leaving jobs yeah. these days. It's just, it's that consistency of this person that you know you're going to have no matter what. Right. And I remember when I shopped around for venues and I had a connection with someone and I liked their venue, I said, 
do you see yourself leaving? Because, you know, even though I knew I'd have our Mary coordinator, it's important to know who you're going to be working with. Right. Are they responsive? And, you know, and so when that gets shaken up every couple months and it's this place that you're forking over so much money to, it gets a little scary if you don't have that person like us alongside for the ride. So I think it just really spoke to the whole business model and importance of Mary. Yeah. I also think too, like it speaks volumes to like, to you and and Mary in general that, yeah, you said like, there's oftentimes that you work with wedding like couples that you've been connected for a year plus six months, but for you to be able to kind of take something on, like if you're thinking at that last minute, you do need a coordinator because you're realizing that it's just entirely too overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It's something that Mary can in fact do. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening to our Sam's Guide to Hosting Parties episode. We hope you learned a lot from her and always send us pictures of the parties you're hosting. She'll be so proud of you. I just recently had a little get together and I just kept thinking that Sam would be proud of me the whole time. So (laughs) thank you so much for listening. Thanks for getting married with us. Have a good one. Bye.